This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women and sex addiction. I'm Amy, and uh, I'm a recovering sexaholic. I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012, and I am super excited to be here with you today for episode eight of Worth Recovery. Totally crazy that we're on episode eight, but I'm super excited about that. If you haven't already given us a rating on iTunes, please do. I'd love for you to uh, go on to iTunes, search for Worth Recovery. You can subscribe to the podcast. And if this has helped you in any way at all whatsoever, I'd invite you to give us a little shout out and a rating on iTunes. Um, I'm really excited about all the many, many possibilities that we're investigating for Worth Recovery and also just the number of people that are continuing to show their support and and download the podcast. This is well, well beyond the um, audience that I anticipated or expected. It's a little overwhelming, but it's incredibly humbling at the same time. So thank you so much. I hope that this has helped you in, in any way whatsoever. So Okay, let's get started with today's podcast. Our topic for today is an ICE kit. ICE standing for in case of emergency, right? So I think on most cell phones, most smartphones now, they have little ICE contacts where you can designate someone to be contacted in case of an emergency, right? So no one has to be able to get into your phone. They just have to click the little emergency button and it shows some people that you can call in order to help the person out in case we're disabled or something like that, right? Well, I also have an addiction that also disables me at some times and doesn't really allow me to think clearly and doesn't really help me to move my life forward. Sometimes I'm in an injured state or a trauma state and I'm not really thinking and my executive functioning is not really accessible there, (laughs) not really accessible, not really available for me to access. And so early on in recovery, I put together a ICE kit and a case of emergency kit. Now, to be honest, I don't remember why I put it together or who helped me put it together or where the idea came from, but it is not my own. I just want to put that out there. This isn't my own specific idea. And if you know where this came from, then I'd love you to email me. You can do that on the website, worthrecovery.com, and tell me where this idea came from. But I do want to talk about it today because it has been so essential to my recovery. So in episode one, we talked about a program of recovery, what that looks like. And one of the pillars that we talked about, there were four pillars. And one of the pillars that we talked about was what I called rituals and routines, right? And we outlined kind of a relapse contract, a trigger release process, that daily routine. One of the rituals or the routines that really has helped me was this in case of emergency kit. So why, why do you need one, right? So let me tell you, we all have those moments, those desperate moments where we're laying in bed and it's 3 a.m. 
and all we want to do is act out. All That's all we want to do. Our whole mind is consumed with that idea, right? And maybe it's not 3 a.m. That's when it usually happened for me, but maybe for you it's in the middle of the afternoon. I don't know, right? But you've had that moment, that desperate moment where you're ready to sacrifice everything that you've done so far in recovery for just that little hit, for that little opportunity to act out, to fill up whatever hole is inside you that desperately needs attention. And like I said, those moments, my executive functioning is not working. I I can't really necessarily access (laughs) my cognitive brain. and, um, And that's a problem. That's a huge problem. And so what I did was I I made up a kit, in a case of emergency kit for me to access when I have those desperate moments. So let me tell you the the basic elements of mine. I'm even going to share some of the things in mine. I wish you could see my, well, there is a picture you can look at on the website of of my kit. Um, But also, I just wish that you could kind of see and walk through it with me. But, you know, I think it will be good for you to just listen and, and hear what I have. So I made this kit. I put it in a blue kind of plastic envelope and I put it in a location where it was easily accessible for me where I have my most desperate moments. So my most desperate moments, because I'm single, I live alone, my most desperate moments usually occur when I'm already in a position of compromise, which is typically laying down in my bed. And so this little blue envelope just slid underneath my bed and was there and accessible for me at any moment in those desperate times, okay? And my kit includes a letter to myself, a copy of my relapse contract. It includes some pictures of family and friends and things. It includes a list of phone numbers, people that I could call even in the middle of the night. I actually put some money in there too for me to make phone calls, not that you know, we even have pay phones anymore, but whatever, like there's some change in there if I needed to make a call. There's something here to make me laugh. Um, there's something here to change my mood for, so for me, that's like a CD of some really upbeat music. And there are some things in here for me to read. I also have all of my previous chips that I've received. So I've got several one month chips cause that was a problem for me. Uh, two, three month chips and then a six month and nine month, my first year and my second and third year chips I keep uh, in my purse. So they're a lot more accessible to me. I also have chips from retreats that I've attended. A lot of retreats have a unique chip for their retreat. So I have those chips too. So that's kind of what I have. I have some cards. I also have cards, old cards that people have sent to me, letters from people, things like that. So that's kind of what's in mine. So I want to start, I want to go through each of these and talk about why it's there and the purpose. So the first thing that I recommend that you put in your emergency kit is a letter to yourself. This letter is written from your executive functioning, your cognitive brain to your addict. That's just about to give up everything and relapse. So I'm gonna go ahead and read you my letter. Some of this might not make exact sense to you because it's specific to me. It's specific to my religious organization. It's specific to people that I know in my life. I'm going to leave out some of the names that are written in here, but, but I just think it will be good for you to hear it. Okay, so I wrote this letter on April 23rd of 2012. And it says, yo, 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 Amy, read this letter out loud. It will help. A few things to think about and remember prior to doing whatever it is that you're contemplating doing and just a few things to remind yourself about why you're doing this. 
First, you are a decision maker. You can and do make good, wise, thoughtful, purposeful decisions. Sometimes you forget that the zipper is on the inside and that you have a choice in how you respond to people, situations, and feelings. Whatever is going on right now in your life, however overwhelmed you feel, whatever real or inferred pressure you are feeling from everyone is only temporary. You can handle anything that is temporary, remember? Choose to keep the zipper on the inside. Keep hold of your agency and don't give it away. Second, your life is lonely sometimes. Though you don't have a partner or a husband, there are people who love you. Real people who know your story, who know your struggle, who know you and love you. Call one of them. Call, and then I have this huge list of names. Call someone and tell them how you feel. Call someone and tell them how alone you are. Call someone and talk to them about what is going on in your head. Leave the fantasy alone and reach out for something real. If you can't get someone on the phone, write. Write out how you feel. Write out every single detail. Post it to your recovery blog. But whatever you do, don't hide in fantasy. You have made significant progress in recovery. Take 10 minutes and remember those moments of true peace you have had. Remember the small changes that have happened. And then I have a list of small changes. Number one, the ticket you got that wasn't accompanied by sheer panic. Two, the day you told Steve to leave you the hell alone. Three, the amazing honest conversations you have had with your siblings about your mom. Four, the night you received the amazing answer to your prayer. And five, the lightness you felt after sharing your story. You might think you want to act out. You might even say that out loud. That is your addict trying to mask whatever feeling you don't want to face. Don't let the addict win. You don't want to act out. You're just grasping at control. Figure out what it is that you need, what feelings you don't want to face or feel, and face them with courage. However, if you really want to act out, you must do these six things first. One, get out of bed and go sit on the couch. Two, read the blessing enclosed. Three, read every letter enclosed in this envelope. Four, read the cute letter from, there's a name, and sing her favorite song. She was one of my piano students that I just simply adored. Five, read the teacup story, also enclosed. Six, hold each chip in your hands for at least two minutes and think about how it felt to receive each one. If, after doing all of that, you still want to act out, your relapse contract is enclosed. Remember what you have committed to do if you slip. Last, Amy, you are not your addiction. Say it out loud. You don't have to resort to fantasy when there is so much real love in reality. I love you, Amy. So that's my letter. That's my letter to myself. I wrote things that were highly personal to me. I wrote things that would make me remember why it is that I'm doing this. Some of that might not make sense to you. And that is 100% okay because it's my letter. It's about me. You need to write your own letter about you and whatever it is that will help you to kick out of addict mode and into executive functioning and remember that you are a decision maker and that you have control over these things in your life. Wow, okay, that letter was a little bit emotional for me. So, okay, after a copy of that letter is my relapse contract. And my relapse contract, you can listen to episode one to hear about, you know, what exactly should be in a relapse contract, but it's just a list of things that I will do if I relapse. 
mine says, I will make my very best effort to limit what I have done. I will email you, meaning my therapist, and let you know what my situation is immediately. I will go to the very next available meeting and share about what happened. I will call my sponsor within 24 hours and share honestly about what happened. And last, I will update my sobriety day on all documentation. I have a list of my sobriety dates and a few other things that I do to kind of keep myself in check. So um, I wanted to do that as well. So here's that's my copy of my relapse contract. Okay, now right behind that, I have an envelope with a list of phone numbers. Um, let's see, there's some family numbers, there's some recovery numbers, there's my sponsor, my old therapist. I haven't updated this for a while since I have a new therapist. And then also some of my friends that I know that um, that know my story. And in this envelope, it's a sealed envelope. In this envelope, it looks like if I hold it up to the light, maybe two or three dollars and quarters. That's so funny because it's not like we really have payphones anymore. However, I didn't ever want that to be an excuse, right? So for me, this is about no excuses. So if my phone, if my cell phone's dead, for whatever reason, I can't find my phone. Um, here is a list of names with their phone numbers written out, as well as some change. I didn't want there to be any excuses. But so the next thing I have is this list of numbers. I'd encourage you to write out the numbers by hand so that if your phone is broken or there's a problem or whatever the situation is, that won't limit you from making a phone call. The purpose of an emergency kit is to save yourself in times of emergency. A lot of times in those moments, I can rationalize and make excuses. And so my purpose here was to take away those excuses. Here are the phone numbers. Here are the names. I've got 15 people on my list here that I could make phone calls to. So no excuses here, right? Everything is listed. Okay, now after my envelope, I have some pictures. Now I've got a lot of pictures of my family. There's also pictures of my friends, just good times that I've had in my life. And you know, I look at these pictures and they just make me smile. Like, I don't wanna act out after looking at these pictures. I don't want to reach out to something not real when there is so much real love in my life, when there's so much going on. Even just now, just looking at these pictures, I just can't help but smile about all the real love and the real people in my life. I don't need to reach out to fantasy. I don't need to reach out to relationships that are damaging, that aren't real or substantial. There is real love in my life and I'm grateful for that. So I encourage you to find some pictures, real pictures, pictures of places you want to go, pictures of people in your life, pictures of situations you've been, or if that's not an option, then consider places that you want to go, places that you want your life to be. How do you want your life to look? Maybe current pictures aren't the option for you. Maybe pictures of how you envision your life being in recovery would be more beneficial. Whatever it is, find some pictures, okay? Pictures are really great options to kick yourself out of preoccupation and out of those kind of first stages of relapse. Okay, now, behind that, I have this uh, really cute letter from this little girl that was one of my piano students, and uh, I just adored her. She just was awesome, and it says, Dear Amy, you are the best teacher ever, and it has... A bunch of music and a rainbow and a unicorn and a bunch of stuff and her and I had a lot of really really good moments together and 
she was really instrumental for me. Look, I'm going to get emotional talking about her, but she was this little girl who in the depths of my addiction and the depths of recovery and crying all the time, every time I would see her every week, she would just come and give me the hugest hug and just tell me how beautiful I was every week. She would say things like, your earrings are really pretty. Or, I really like your hair today. She's just, she was just seven, just this little girl. And every week, it made a huge difference in my life. And so I have this cute little letter from her, as well as a drawing she made of me. And one of the things is in my emergency kit, it helps me in those moments when I'm ready to lose it. I'm ready to act out. And I remember, I don't, I don't want to act out. Okay. The other thing I have is just this little letter about a teacup. It's a little story about a teacup. I have a really, really great friend who bought me this incredibly beautiful teacup and she gave it to me with this little letter. And it was, again, in the middle of my addiction and in the middle of my kind of coming into recovery, and she was amazing to me. So I have this letter from her, as well as this story about this teacup that she gave to me. And it means a lot. And so it's in there as well for me to read when I'm struggling. Okay, the next thing in my kit is a ring here of, <laughs> wow, is a ring of just some of really amazing letters um, or cards. I won't read them all to you, but I've got, I have a, a couple birthday cards. I have some cards from people who had watched me uh, present before that just talked about how talented I was or how much my presentation helped them in their lives. I have a couple cards from when my dad passed away. So I have this card from one of my friends when I was going through a really rough time and inside it says, I put together a little distress bag for you and it has a wand and uh, so all your wishes can come true. A kazoo to blow as loud as you can to let go of steam. A Nerf gun to shoot at your boss's picture or to shoot other people. Chocolate, self-explanatory, she says, right? And then a punch balloon to punch when you feel like punching someone. You can get through this. Um, that means so much to me. And I have my wand right here <laughs> that all my wishes may come true. Um, I also have just some additional cards from people in my life. Things that have meant a lot to me. Um, things that I have pictures that some children have drawn for me and and just a variety of things. Things that have really, really helped me. This I'll share this last one. It's just um, a note from another friend. And it says, when you get into a tight place and everything goes against you till it seems as though you could not hold on another minute longer, don't give up. For that is just the place and time that the tide will begin to turn. So I have this ring. There's there's probably 15 cards on it. Just letters from people in my life to remind me that there is real love out there. That I don't need to go looking for it in pictures or online personal ads or anything like that. That there is real love from real people in my life. Okay, two more things. So underneath that ring of cards, um, there's a CD. It's a, uh, it's a CD of some music and a playlist that I put together that really, really helps to change my mood. It's all really happy music. That's what it says on the outside. Happy music. And, and it's there. It's, I, I know what's on it. It's motivational music. It's like really upbeat music that makes me want to get up and change and dance and all sorts of things. One of my favorite songs that's on this CD is by Sister Hazel. And the song is Change Your Mind. And uh, it's by a band, like I said, named Sister Hazel. And 
I adore this song. So there's just a variety of songs on there. Okay. And then last underneath those songs, there's a pouch here with my chips in it with my recovery chips in it. So I've got a few one month chips because that's what my life was like. I have two three month chips. I did that twice. I have a six month chip. Um, and then from six months, I just have been sober since then. So I also have a nine month chip. I have my first year, my one year chip, and then my second and third year chips I keep in my purse just to kind of remind me and help me out. So that's where those are. I also have uh, some chips from retreats that I have attended. A lot of retreats make a customized chip for, for their retreat. So I have those as well. They are good reminders of the experiences that I've had at those retreats. So that is my emergency kit, right? Now, I've used this. I've used this so many times, I can't even tell you. It has been one of the things that has truly saved my sobriety and truly saved my recovery. It helps me to push away that addictive thinking and kind of ground me back into real life. Now, I love reading it and reviewing it, even when I'm not in an emergency, even when I'm not in a desperate place. I love reading the letter to myself and the other things. Like I said, even even when things are going good, it reminds me that there are options out there, that people love me, that I don't have to turn to addictive behavior, that I can face whatever it is that I need to face with courage and with love. I am surrounded. I'm surrounded by love. And sometimes I forget that. And this really, really helps me to remember. So I really encourage you to put together your own ICE kit, your own in case of emergency, right? What was going to help you? What is going to make it so that you remember why you're doing this and you remember why you need to stay sober and why you want to live in recovery? What is it that's going to to make that happen for you. I would say at the very, very least, please take the time to write a letter to yourself. Write a letter to yourself about what it is that you want in your life. Write a letter to yourself that helps you to remember why it is that you're doing this and really helps you to think through plans that you're making. So in summary, these are kind of the elements of my emergency kit. I have that letter to myself. I have a relapse contract. I have pictures of family, friends, and people, of people that really love me. I have a list of phone numbers, people I can call no matter what time it is. And I even put some money in there. I know, I know, whatever. But there is some money in there should I need to make a phone call. I have good music, music that changes my mood, music that helps me. And I have remembrance tokens, chips, things that help me remember what it felt like to be three months, six months, one month, one year sober that will help to motivate me to stay there. Make your own kit. Put it in a fun envelope. Put it someplace where you can access it when you hit those places of emergency. If you make your own kit, I would love to see it. Please get online at worthrecovery.com and send me a note. Send me my emails on there. Amy at worthrecovery.com is where you can email me. Send me a picture. Send me a letter. Send me a note. Send me, send me what you did. I want to see what your kit looks like. 
I would love to be able to flood the website with pictures of your kits, what they look like, and what they mean to you. If you have a kit and you've used it, tell me about it. Tell me about the experience. Tell me how it went. Tell me how it saved you. Okay, as always, I want you to know that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter how you feel right now in this moment, you are worth recovery. You're worth it. You're worth the effort that it takes to make it happen and to make it stick. The world needs who you are. Keep up the fight one day at a time. I think about you. I pray for you. I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.